these podcasts are recorded in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional gathering place of the Anishinaabe, Cree, OG Cree, Dakota, and Dene people, and the homeland to the Métis Nation. Our water here is sourced from Shoal Lake 40 First Nation, and I pay my respects to the Inuit, First Nation, and Métis elders, past, present, and emerging. Please note that these podcasts are for information and educational purposes only. Feel free to consult with your physician or your mental health provider before starting or changing any of these wellness practices. And if at any time you experience unmanageable symptoms, please call 911 or attend your nearest hospital in order to find the support that you need. Hi, and welcome to the Journey with Julie podcast. I'm your host, Julie Long, and I believe it's in you to heal, especially when we do it together. Welcome back, everyone, um, to another episode of Journey with Julie. I'm your host, Julie Long, and today I'm sitting virtually across from Ryan Anderson, a life coach here in Winnipeg who focuses on supporting his clients find the power within themselves to find the, the path in life that they truly want, as opposed to what others are doing around them. And some of the key points that you focus on with your clients is, um, you know, following their gut and using their mental strength to persevere when times get tough and kind of leaning into the unknown and being okay with, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know my gut and I'm going to follow that, you know? And so you've been helping people for over 10 years now. Um, but I guess, you know, like everybody else, shit happens, right? Like Forrest Gump says. And you found your way to, to land where you are now. Um, so I'm, I'm really pumped about this because you have some cool stories. And, uh, and so, yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Julie. I appreciate yeah, you're it. you're welcome. And thanks for listening to the stories. And Lots of ideas. Hopefully I can bring some value for yourself and for all your listeners. Yes, I'm sure that will happen. So um, I suppose, you know, when we were chatting before we pressed record, we, t- we were talking about this central theme where a lot of times we get knocked down before we're kind of awakened to the reality of what is. And then that's when we kind of dig deep and figure out, okay, what do I really want? And how am I going to get there? And like everybody else, that's happened to you more than once, right? Definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to hand it over to you where you ever feel like starting. <laughs> sure. Well, we'll get into some. Uh, first off, let me start a little bit about myself for my journey. Well, how yeah. we were talking is everything was there was really biggest changes in my life when you talked about following your gut I was in uh, was in my early 20s. And I was doing everything that I think I was supposed to do. Yes. That makes sense or mm-hmm. on track and everything that society and everything wanted to do. And I was in a relationship and I was going to school and I was working. And somewhere along the way, if it wasn't the right fit, great. But it seemed like it was the first wake up call for me to just saying, like, what do I really want in life? And I started doing things a little bit differently. So I still remember clearly in that day. So at the time, it was a blessing. But then, you know, we always look at things as, why is this happening to me right now, right? And looking back and just learning about, okay, these are lessons to be learned along the way. So at that time back then, I decided that, you know what? I'm going to do things differently than everyone else. If everyone goes in this direction, I'm going to go in this direction. And I started, 
I started being involved in things that I want to be involved with. So some coaching, running my own business, some real estate stuff, um, and just focusing on me and other people. So I wasn't sure how that kind of looked, but it started from there. And I think the first step was just starting to to reading and learning and being open to new things. And that sounds weird, but that's where it started. And it took a little bit to the gap between learning stuff to then applying it. Yes. There's everyone that knows things, but are you actually have the results or the experience in there? So I didn't, I didn't have any of that. So I kind of focused on a little bit of what my strengths were at that time, which was, I was really good at long distance running. And for some reason, this little gut in my, in my, <laughs> inside me was like, well, what happens if you really kind of pushed your body and your limits to, to the, to the max, mm-hmm. you hired a trainer, you got into the best shape. And this was something that I needed to do at that time. And I, it wasn't for money. It wasn't for status. It wasn't for any bragging rights, no one else, but for me, if that it's makes like sense. this voice in your head that just said like, I need to do this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I remember working at a job, which was great in the hospitality industry and a little bit of corporate, which I learned lots and met a lot of great people, but there was always this fire inside of me that was like, mm-hmm. it was burning. It started small and then it kept burning brighter and brighter being like, there's more for you. There's more for you. And I couldn't like, I couldn't calm it anymore. And <laughs> you couldn't so, like, shut up, shut up. I'm just trying to focus. And you know, like yes, that's scary. Was, so listen, just, yeah. Appreciating for what you're, what you, where you are right now, what you've learned, but then you're like, okay, there's something more for me out there. And I think having the courage to make kind of a jump or a leap to something yeah. next. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't sure what it looked like, but, uh, but I was working, I was always a hard worker, was working hard, but it was like, was it in the right direction or where I wanted? Um, so I remember the first craziest thing that I wanted to do was I said, well, I wanted to, Terry Fox is a big fan of mine. I wanted to run and bike across Canada. I'd done some other marathons and different stuff and kind of pushed my body. And I'm like, if I could go that far, then I could do anything. That was my mentality. I remember wow. telling my family at the dinner table and people kind of not laughing, but just being like, well, how are you going to do this? And how are you going to do that? And all of the time, money, energy and work stuff and everything. But, uh, but yeah, I, in, I guess that was back in 2000 and 2008, maybe mm-hmm. that's when I decided to join a gym and to, to get everything in focus and focus my life around that for the next year and a half. I trained like a beast. And originally I was going to do a triathlon a day because I triathlons, I think are the hardest things because there's three sports to train for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's hard to be good at kind of everything, if you will. Yeah. So I was going to rollerblade the first day I went out. So I drove out to drove out to uh, Victoria, BC, and it was July 1st. There was a race starting on Canada Day. And I was like, this is the perfect start. It was a 10K, 10K race. And I just ran all the way through. And then I ran right through the finish line. And I kept going. I hopped on my bike. And then I went all the way to the ferry. And then that's kind of started the trip. And wow. I was, I was going to kind of rollerblade, but I almost got killed on the first day or two. So I was like, okay, we're scrapping oh. that. So yeah. <laughs> we just kept it to running and biking. So every day I did about 10 kilometers running and I did the majority of biking about 180, 90 K on the bike. So about 200 kilometers a day, which looking back now is, is pretty, pretty crazy. It sure is. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I got back on a bike, like as an adult after riding as a kid and, um, it felt very foreign and like, that's a long distance, Ryan. Yeah. Like it, some people uh, just the 10 K is an accomplishment, you know? 
Yeah, I think, and so there's so many things that I learned from that and learned from that experience. First of all, no one is able to really take, usually, I should say no one, but lots of people aren't able to take more than like a month away from their responsibilities, from their work, actually. And your your mind goes in a different place. Once you're kind of away from those distractions, then you actually get to like yes. go deep into your mind of kind of things, what you want. And I felt like I was the observer going from province to province, city to city. You're watching everyone else go through their lives. Um and running, rushing around and kind of just being, not being present. So some of those things were, those were my first indications there. And, and then I met interesting. Lots, yeah. Your first and, indications of what? Like being an observer and watching everybody like yeah, rush around. My and first indications of like being aware for sure. And then of all the, the people and the opportunities around you. So I'm like, everything is out there, but you you think, but it's just a change in the mental change inside your head, right? Mm-hmm. You're changing that the same, there's just the same opportunities are there all the time. So, so I was cruising along, met lots of different people. And I remember the story of uh, meeting a gentleman kind of towards the end of my trip. I'm all the way into uh, the Maritimes and he pulled up on the side of the road to me and he was just like, Hey, how far are you coming? And people would wave and honk. And I said, Oh, from Victoria. He's like, wow, that's amazing. He's like, do you want to stop and get a drink? Uh, up there, I just have a campsite. So the first thing I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. But then afterwards, I'm like, okay, red flags. I don't know this person. They're just yeah. like at the campsite. <laughs> you know what's going on? But I followed my gut instincts, and long story short, really helped me out at a time when I needed it. Uh, and he was a professor uh, at a school, and I it was my first. Ended up being my. Fir- I kept in touch with them. It was my first speaking gig. Was with them, so I got a chance oh. to come back to his private school in in Ontario. And it was awesome. It was amazing. Got a chance to talk to the kids and everything. So uh, I finished. I finished it. I finished it in something like forty days, and I cruised through. And it was that's amazing. That's just unbelievable, feeling. Ryan. Like th- that's oh, something you. you only see in movies, you know. Like, yeah, there's other people pushing it out there. And at now, at the time, it was such a big thing. And now, what we do to our accomplishments is we kind of downplay them. Where I'm like, yeah, well, yes, you know, right. But yes, at the time, it was like a big. It was definitely a big thing for me, for sure. And I had been pent up to this goal of wanting to do something for so long. Mm-hmm. And then looking back on it afterwards, it was like, wow, this was like a combination of like identity of who yourself, uh, yeah. willpower of not of saying no to other people when there was distractions and things coming up, sticking to a goal. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot. And then so moving forward and then I came back from that and I was super depressed. So you have one big goal that you hit and then yes. you're like, okay, now what's next? Exactly. So, um, I, uh, I didn't know what was next and it was so demotivated, but it was a good thing. It was like, what's on to the next chapter. Yes. So I, so doing things a little bit differently, I left that job that I was, that it was time for me to go, if you will. Yeah. And I, I found, um, something else. A buddy of mine was managing an apartment block and said, okay, well I, I can do what he did. And I ended up being kind of my focal point. So I was able to take care of the of the, the tenants that was in the building that I was at. And it gave me a chance to kind of reset my life and build my businesses up and go after what I wanted. So not your traditional style for sure, but finding a way to, if you can't increase your expenses then or increase your income, then kind of lowering your expenses. So they all kind of tied together. Um, the cross- That's interesting. Canada. It's like, you know, you ascended the mountain as you did that cross Canada. And then once it's done, it's like this big crash into a valley. Right. And I like, like, 
that is a very scary time to like, have no idea what you're doing, but it's like, I love that you just embrace it. Like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm going to do and I can't do what I'm doing now. So how do I set up my life so I can have the space to just figure out what it is that I want to do and align myself to climb the next mountain, right. And be comfortable with that the discomfort of not knowing and, and not being aligned like everybody else is, you know, like I remember when we were in that conversation previously to this recording, um, you had mentioned like, how old were you at this time? So that was right around, uh, that was in my early twenties, but then cross Canada was right around 29 to 30. So I was just going to say a lot of times we give ourselves timelines on things. And I was like, I need to have something accomplished by the time I'm 30. Well, looking back on it, you don't, but everyone just, you know, everyone in themselves thinks that they do because everyone's at different stages of their journey at different times and it's fine. So I was behind and, and, um, raising a family and going kind of that route and career, but I was ahead in other kind of physical and other areas. So everyone's journey is different and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like, I remember that because I felt the same way. There was this panic around that 30 year mark where like, Oh, like I was living abroad. Um, I wasn't married and getting ready to buy a house and um, have kids, you know, which is, you know, a lot of what society expectations place on you. And it takes a lot of courage to just put that to the side and focus in on yourself and like, what is it that I want? And then create the space to just hold the line to make yourself like to take one step and then another to make, to make your way to where you want to be. And, and that's what you did. You hunkered down. (laughs) to create, like literally you hunkered down to create the environment to climb the next mountain, so to speak. Yeah. You, uh, I think we talked about this before, but so many people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they're going to do in 10 years. So at that time, believe it or not, I said, you know what, I'm going to do all these things right now for me thing. What are things are set up for, but I'm already looking ahead to the next five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I knew at that time, I'm going to be I'm going to be much happier in a place, but I'm going to be patient. I guess that's the key. I'm going to be patient and I'm going to, it's not when I'm, if I'm going to succeed, it's when I'm going to succeed. Right. And then what kind of values and services can I offer to other people? So we all have our different traits and and that, and I, more than anything, I said, okay, well, the mindset stuff is great. The visualization stuff is what's worked well for me. And I, you know, we talked about before about that is I started using visualization in other areas, but it's so powerful. So I, I downloaded a picture of that lighthouse in uh, on the cross Canada out East. And yeah. every day for like a year and a half, I looked at that lighthouse and I pictured not only what it looks like, but what it smells like and what it sounds yes. like and how am I going to view the world differently and how are they going to view me differently? And that really, that really works. So when things got tough and the person I was with my support crew kind of left me um, and had their own stuff life to get back to, and I had, uh, I crashed on the ferry coming off, coming off with all these other cars and just lots of different things. I, I ditched my tent and my sleeping bag and all that. And I just, for the last two weeks, I just made it on my own. So oh I went pretty, my. went pretty hardcore at the end. Um, but I finished it and I proved to myself that, uh, okay, I can accomplish more than, you know, we're more than capable than yeah. what we think and, and just being able to accomplish so much more than what our potential is and also not being able to see ahead. So I couldn't say to the next step. So the next step after that was, uh, was the torch that came through for the Vancouver Olympics. 
And there was different things. Someone sent me a link saying, hey, this is right up your alley. So the question was to qualify for carrying the torch was what have you done athletically in Canada? And what have you done to motivate, you know, the younger youth? So I had to write out kind of what I did um, and being able to go talk to the kids and being able to, you know, and do the across Canada. So then I got a chance to carry the torch and that was an amazing feeling. It wasn't long, but it came into the city and uh, I still have it up there in the back. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. We, uh, you touch the, t- you, you, you're in a big group of, of, of other people that are, that are qualified on their own and you're all wearing the, the, the outfits and then you get a chance to touch the top and then you're carrying that, this eternal flame. And it's a pretty, pretty cool feeling to be running, uh, and to have it. And, uh, and then the, I was waving at the beginning and then I was kind of like this. And then the guy was like, okay, let's pick it up. Who's the kind of the runners beside me. And I was like, all right, let's go. So then I kind of sped <laughs> away and I'm sure that they were running for a while. So, uh, that was great. And growing up, my parents took me to see the torch when it came through the flame, when it came through from the Calgary Olympics, yeah. like, so first thing in the morning. So I was like 10 years old. So this was like a dream come true, wow. you know, 20 years later. And it was pretty cool. We got up early in the morning and at that time they just did it it's just going, I think, 24 hours a day or they had it set up because I remember early in the morning and there's people there, but it was just different. And they were running like all the routes where I think this time they were kind of taking their media spots and having everyone set up along the way. Anyways, right. it was amazing. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, so, so I was just happy to be a part of it. You know, I, you know, all the, you know, it was just one little part of the Olympics and part of that flame that internal flame that connects us all. So there's a lot of politics around the Olympics. Not everyone agrees with, but the one thing I think people can get agree with is that, that whole idea of the flame and the torch and bringing everybody together. And uh, so that's what I, that's what I loved. Um, And then I got a chance to go talk to school. So at one time when my grades weren't the best, when I left, I'm like, well, what am I? And then getting invited to come back and talk to your junior high and your high school is a pretty, pretty cool feeling. So I started developing a little bit more of a, of a speaking, I joined Toastmasters and said, okay, how do I become a better speaker? Which was, which has been an adventure. And I'm still, I'm still a part of the Winnipeg Toastmasters and it's, it's a great club. And then things just kind of evolved from there. And I was like, okay, now what's next and, and kind of building my coaching business and how can I help other people? And the first step to coaching is, is that you don't have all the answers, but here's a few tools and guides that work along the way. And you start studying other people and then learning that there's no right right or wrong way to do things, but there are certain things that are going to help your success and help your your speed of it, if you will, mm-hmm. how quickly mm-hmm. you want to do it. So the first thing is breaking through and not caring what, other, what, what everyone else thinks. That's by hardest and the scariest. It takes courage to follow your heart for sure. Yeah, that's one thing I feel like we've had in common where um, I feel like there's this voice inside me and then it just grows and grows and grows. And then you affirm it by saying it back to yourself. And then the idea crystallizes within you and then you start speaking it. And then the more you speak it and maybe share it with others, it's like, well, now it's out there and I can't not do it. Like I, I have to do it. And then you just start figuring out ways to make it happen. And like, you've accomplished like that, like going across Canada, like that's, that's amazing. And like that focus do when you're, um, you know, doing presentations and speaking engagements, like what's the most common question that people ask you about, like how you did that? 
I think it's such a it's such a big it's a, such a big thing. It's a big one, but you realize it's just the day to day stuff, right? So everything is day to day. At the same, everyone's got the same amount of time in the day. So what are you going to kind of? How are you going to chop it up, if you will? Yeah. And are you going to burn yourself out, or are you just going to focus on a couple of things? Are you say to no to a few things now and some stuff later, right? So. So that's the biggest thing is how to have that bigger picture. So I think it excites me when, you know, you go to the, you start going back to the gym and at first you, you can't go all the time. You're going to kill yourself, especially yeah. if you haven't been there. So it's just that slow progress of, okay, a couple times a week. And then a little bit more than that, and you're starting to see results in your life. And then it becomes a habit, you yeah. know, when habits become, it's, it's not as sexy, but they become kind of the focal point that you need. And yeah. then also we're always told what we can't do. Well, you need mm -hmm. this newest newest device or newest phone or newest car or whatever it is. And this is the marketing for all the companies around the world. But when we come down to the core people of what we have, we have everything we need inside us, just mm -hmm. deciding on um, building on what we've already done, what we've already kind of accomplished. So you build yourself up, but not too high. Then you can get humbling experiences just to keep your ego in check. Yes. And, and pushing forward. So I think the biggest thing is, wow, how did you get to there? But that's the result of all these little kind of yes. things along yes. the way. Yeah, well said. And, you know, I remember in one of our conversations before, I think the central question was like, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel yeah. today? And you said, what kind of experiences do I want to help you figure out what it is that you want? You know, yeah. like chop, um, cutting down the day or the life that you've had and like what makes me truly happy and, and adding more of that into your day and then saying no to the things that don't equate to arriving at how you want to feel yes. and the things in your life that will enable you to feel that way. And I just love the vision board or the vision letter or whatever, that picture of Peggy's Cove that you had yes. because that's what a lot of professional athletes do. And that's the power of our mind once we like soak into the idea, like the, the image of something, the smell of the, the seawater or like the salt in the air when you were, when you'd be there and like the moisture, because it's so wet, you know, like with, from all the waves yes. crashing and, uh, and just having that as a single focal point, like I want to feel this way when I reach there. And what are the things that I can say yes to today that will help me get there? And what are the things I'm going to say no to? And like throughout my, my decade of helping people with EMDR, you know, that's what a lot, that's how I explain it to people. Our brain doesn't know the difference of whether it's, it's actually experiencing it or whether it's visualizing it, the, the neural networks fire the same way. And when you can harness that, um, anything is achievable, but you have to have that single focus. And then just those little things every day that you build on that will next thing, you know, you're there. Yes. Well said. I, I was going to just add to that as well too, is that everyone thinks that, especially I've been coaching for a while and it's become a, more, a lot more popular in those last few years, but that you have to change. I need to change myself. Well, it's not about necessarily changing yourself or just bringing out the, the, the traits or the truer version of yourself, right? The best version that we've kind of, it's been said a lot, but, but that is true because you're not trying to change to be someone else. You're just trying to, um, to follow along your journey and everyone wants different things and that's okay. And everyone's motivated a little differently. And the advantage of being a coach is having people come in and talk about the little voice in their head. One person right. comes in and says that, and I get to hear it and it makes me feel a lot better that we're all normal, right? One person says they're insecure about 
about uh, finances or they're, they're, you know, if we're out for dinner, I always use the example of like, well, someone has something on their shirt and they don't want someone to see it or someone else is worried about, well, this is what happened two weeks ago and I don't want them to bring up a, a sore subject or someone's tighter for money. So they don't want anyways, it just everyone's kind of got their own thing. And I've heard people that say, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. All those kind of common fears, which are, which are normal. But like you said, to kind of overcoming that, the question is better, like, what experiences do you want to have? I think a lot of times for Cole, do you think, okay, I want to make, earn a little bit more money and I want to lose a little bit more weight. Those are the two most common ones that I get. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't get you excited. And even having money in your bank account isn't excited. What gets you excited is the feeling associated with it. So it's like, okay, you're going to go try on, I don't know, new clothes or have the feeling of feeling like more confident in your own, of your own skin or going out somewhere and you feel like, that glowingness, or you just have more energy in the day. Those are the things that are, are game changers for you. And when yes. I make the question about the experience, what experiences do you want to have is, is money is simply a tool. At least my belief is that money is a simply a tool. It's how we're using it, right? What kind of services are, are, are um, products can we offer to other people? And then how comfortable it makes us. So when I ask the question about what experiences do you want to have? So this experience of doing something athletically, you can't buy that, right? You need to help support all of the, the time and the money that it takes to train and go to the gym and all those different things um, or the travel to get there, et cetera. But you wanted the experience of, of uh, living abroad for a while or, or, you know, having a coffee on the, in Europe somewhere along a patio, right? What does that kind of look like? What does it feel like? What does that mm -hmm. smell like to you? And and that's the that's what I think is 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 big with people, and really, really kind of works or sends it home when it's that more of that deeper feeling. You know, when I I don't know you're gonna I remember one story that I so I, when I was working at a hotel, we had the queen come in and stay with us, and there was someone in the room that was doing um doing a speech. I think it was for the queen. Anyways, I came into their hotel room and they had all these pictures up on the side of the wall, and how okay so that he said. I need to get everything that's up here into, into this speech presentation. Okay, so how you mentioned about those neural networks and how to get things like around you that's in, in yes. right? Yes. So what I did is uh, I started a room full of quotes. It sounds like my energy room. That sounds weird, but I wanted to see all these things I wanted to have, all these different kind of words of wisdom from the people that I admire and I expect. I don't know how it was going to look, but for some reason, just one day I wrote a quote on the wall and I decided to write like in permanent marker. And then I ended up writing more of them. And every day I would see them all, I'd go to bed, see them all in there. Um, it looks a little bit creepy, not going to lie. It looks a little <laughs> bit, but I didn't keep that forever. But that was like, that was like a year of having that. And then you could paint over it, et cetera. Actually, I let someone else paint over it because I didn't want to, but everything that I put up there was, was awesome. And it was amazing feeling. And it really ingrained in my head. So I had that I'm not good enough. So telling myself that I'm more than good enough, I fly free, all those things in there, all the things that I wanted, all the different um, new habits, new approaches that really worked well for me. And mm -hmm. that's and, and I've kind of passed that on between uh, two other clients as well, too. Yeah, like I behind my computer here, I have, you know, pictures of my family, my husband and I like my loved ones, my master's convocation, you know, like all these uh, images of when I've accomplished things in my life and uh, the people in my life that support me. And then pictures of the things that I eventually want to accomplish, you know, the next thing. 
And I think it is important to keep those in mind so that like your coaching business is called motivate mv8.ca, right? Or yeah. your website anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, and I remember Sean Acor, he's a positive psychologist and he does research about like, how do we stay motivated? Mm-hmm. And we may have a long-term goal that's like way down here, but we need things every, like short-term goals because that's how our brain works. We need those dopamine hits that, because life is hard and we all experience setbacks and how do you get through them? Like we need to constantly feel the gas tank and um, I guess like your patience, your focus and all these little things that you do to scaffold and harness yourself to support you through those rough times lands you with all those medals behind you and the eternal torch on the wall. And you know what I mean? Yes. And I, I think uh, I totally agree. And I would always go every year would go as a, as a, as a sharpen the saw to go see, okay, who's the best in this industry. So the Bob Proctor, I took a year long coaching program with him when Tony Robbins, I saw Eric Thomas, all these people that were, they all brought a little bit of different um, analogies, little different things that helps myself and other coaches. Every book's a little different. Everything's different. But the main thing is that I don't know why maybe early on I thought, okay, if I'm happy now then I'm going to be happy forever. Mm-hmm. But how you mentioned being like everyone doesn't matter who it is, goes through ups and downs. But the difference is when you go through those downs, it's not going to last a week, two weeks longer. Now it's only going to last for a day or two. And you're, you're acknowledging it. You're aware of kind of your triggers, if you mm-hmm. will. And in, in, in NLP neurologistics programming, they talk about triggers. So if something's not going your way, is there a cycle? What happens? What's being said? What's being done? Kind of replaying that movie in your head and then mm-hmm. changing the narrative around it. Okay. Well, this always happens to me. This, this happens to me in whatever in, is it something I'm in control of? Is it yes or no? Can I affect it? Can I change it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so going back to that being like, well, I'm only being down for a day. It happens to everyone and everyone gets overwhelmed or they get pushed back, but uh, of, of being able to consistence and push it. And then what motivates you, right? So there's so many different things about uh, refilling your tank yeah. and then pandemic pandemic stuff hit. And we didn't talk about that, but I think everyone could agree how important they're, this is what's great for the podcast, their mental, physical health, emotional health. And this is where we see how important it is uh, for our self connection with others. All of those things make a big difference. Yeah. Did that, um, was that a valley for you? The, like <laughs> the last two years of the twilight zone of COVID? Well, here's the thing. If you're, if you said I have run a company called motivated and I'm not motivated, then I'm like, it definitely, it definitely hit for sure. And just being able the adaptability factor of it, people changing, some people affected a lot quite drastically um and you know i'm also i work in finance as well too so some people you know it really i want to say benefited or they were very busy and then other people kind of they were just struggling to make it and it was a very divide and it wasn't a fair divide it wasn't anything going on right so it definitely took a lot out of the tank for sure and just getting back to you know all of those braces and everything i've done they're all outside so we go back to being like outside and 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 with nature and with being around that really helps even other people there's energy for sure whether you're an extrovert or introvert but we need that connect there's so much stuff that we need as well to kind of keep us going right and a refocus now too and having something to look forward to you mentioned that as well it doesn't matter what it is right for me it was planning trips and the first couple trips I planned I had to cancel them but 
um, now that we've got there, we've got a chance to travel a lot more and it's been, uh, it's been great and it helped get through those times before. Right. Yes. And so, you know, we've talked about breakups, building businesses, um, the valleys and trying to refocus and where am I going now? Um, what's, uh, what's on the, the table for you now? Where are you off to? You know, like I remember we talked about like, let's focus on where I'm at now and where I want to be. Like, what's the next step? And forget yes. about what's behind me and just keep yes. going forward. So where are you off to? Yes. Well, thanks for asking. So, so that I did the cross Canada one that was years ago. So then when I decided to, that was so great. When I, when I turned 40, I said, I'm going to bike across uh, Europe now. So a little change of it, but also honestly, that the gym that I was at and the, and I could see them kind of coming to an end point. And I could see a lots of signs in my life, if that makes sense. So once again, mm-hmm. kind of following the gut feeling. So if I hadn't gone and done it then, then I would have been still sitting here being like, well, how did I make it work? So that, so I'm going back to Europe for the first time since then, but yeah, I, I, I took a bike, I took a bike, um, packed it all up and went over to, this was different because this was outside of Canada. I went to the farthest point in Europe, which was Turkey and Istanbul. I had never been there. I didn't know the language. I didn't know the people. And I landed with my goal of, of biking all the way through the Mediterranean coast, uh, to Spain. And, um, and that was similar to the Canada. I learned a lot along there, but different, you know, the terrain is so much more up and down. There's so many other factors to go through. Uh, we didn't have Airbnb then. So back then when I did, I was a lot of campgrounds in, in, in Canada, they don't have a lot of campgrounds there. They're tougher to find. And I had so much weight on my bike that my, my chain broke and my wheel was bent. So I had to, I had to adjust it to, uh, to get him to ship a bunch of stuff back home. And then really every day I would book Airbnb to the next place. So every day I woke up and didn't know where I was. So there's a lot of uncertainty. Wow. So, you know, wow. we all, sometimes we need certainty in our lives and we need uncertainty. So that was another kind of adventure that, uh, that I, that I learned a lot from as well too. And that, I, that was involved in history because there's so much history and you're like, wow, this stuff has been there for like 2000 years and longer. And it just brings you back to what it would be like then and how far we've come and how much we have and how grateful we should be about, you know, the, the things in our life and, and where we are and the opportunities and that the lines on the map don't really exist, that we're all kind of connected as one. Right. Yes. So I really felt that and, and facing the fear and all those fears in my head about going overseas, you know, I had created them all in my head. So mm-hmm. I just had to face them. Right. So, so to answer your question, that was an amazing trip and I had friends at the end and now I get a chance to go back to, uh, to one of my favorite places, which was along Nice, along the coast mm-hmm. and, and Monaco and actually get and enjoy it with my, with my girlfriend now having someone to share the experiences, you know, things alone are great, but at the same time, being able to share that with friends and family, yes. it's awesome. So yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to that and we'll see about the, uh, the adventures, the biking and the running and that right now, it's just been about, okay, let's just get out and let's just get active. Right. So mm-hmm. a little bit every day. And, and that's been what it's been going on for, for me for now. And then we'll set new ones in June for sure. Or in the, in the new, in the uh, summertime. I mean, yeah. So Ryan, you've been through a lot in your life and now your focus is on helping others do the same and finding that power from within them. So, you know, these podcasts are to help others. So what are some of the gems that you might share with people who find themselves in those valleys and are looking for some motivation to get through it? 
Yeah, that's great. And, and thank you for doing what you do. I think the main thing for people to know is if things aren't the best right now, that they will get better. That don't, yeah, really at a low point, I really feel, especially this last kind of month or two, people are feeling overwhelmed. There's just so many different things are going on that things will get better and that those negative feelings don't last. That's for sure. Yes. And, and, and really believe it. It sounds weird, but really believe in yourself. As I ask people, I'm like, do you believe in yourself? And when someone comes for a coach, maybe they've gone through something difficult and, and that's a part of life and it's a part of journey. And, you know, you'll figure out the why and, and, and why it happened and the lessons learned along, you know, because of the, you know, are there failures or there's lessons along the way, but yeah, that's all I can say is that, you know, keep at it. And there's so much having the support system around you, whether it's the family or the friends, there's accountability groups, there's different challenges that are going on. Those always work well with people as well, whether it's a fitness challenge or a reading or a water or a, a spiritual one or anything on there to kind of re get yourself going. Once you're going, then things, things get easier, right? It's the top times that are yes. tough. So I just want to tell people to hang in there. We've all been there before. Um, you know, you've been through stuff before, so you can get through it. Most of the worries most of the worries and the stress, the anxiety we put on ourselves, it doesn't really exist. We just, you know, we make it worse than it is. So, so hang in there and, uh, and yeah, looking forward to looking forward to if there's any way I can help at all uh, or helping with you with Julie, that's great that your, your journey with Julie continues and helping so many people. Thank you, Ryan. I think that um, a lot of us, you know, especially this time of year, it's, it's May, it's raining. We're dealing with floods here in Manitoba. We had a long, hard winter with a lot of snow and we've been navigating COVID. And like you said, like a lot of people are struggling. And so if there are people that are looking for motivation and how to refocus their life and find, find the, the capacity to take that first step and figure out like, where they're going to work towards, then I, I would really encourage them to reach out to you. Um, I know that I did several years back, right. And, uh, and yeah. was able to find my focus mm -hmm. and, and here I am. Right. And For so, sure. um, yeah, your website is mv8.ca. Correct. Yes. And, um, yeah. And so thank you so much for sharing your story and your, and your wisdom. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, it's great to be able to see and be a part of, like I said, a coach doesn't have all the answers as being a tool or a guide, if you will. And, and great to see all of your, your successes and more of just like that you're glowing with more of a purpose and helping other people. So that's, uh, that's refreshing and great to see and, uh, and keep on it. If you need anything, uh, just let me know. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Journey with Julie. If you feel like this episode has been of benefit to you, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on my website or on Apple or Google Podcasts. And if you have a question, topic, or story that you'd love to share, I'd love to hear from you. Please visit my website and leave me a note. If you'd like more, feel free to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, and I'll see you next Tuesday where we'll hear more about how to shift your life from surviving to thrive.